0: you're listening to the play like a girl podcast episode number 19 you play ball like a girl i'm nikki b with play like a girl made just for female athletes Hello everyone. Welcome to the play like a girl podcast. I'm your host Nikki B here at play like a girl. We aim to encourage more confidence in young women who play sports and give them the necessary tools and advice to have an amazing career in sports and beyond. If you are a young woman who plays sports and lives an active lifestyle, or you know, one of these young women, I am so excited. You are here. Each week, we will either bring you a guest in the sports world or have a roundtable discussion of the many taboo and important topics in the world of female sports. Are you with me? Let's change the game. Before we dive into this episode, I want to share the review of the week. We want to start sharing these reviews, so be sure to leave a review with your name and IG handle to get a shout out. This week's review comes from Lisa Ann 19104 who says, This podcast is great for the young female athlete. Topics are interesting and informative, highly recommend. Thank you so much, Lisa, for the sweet review. Ladies, this week's guest is wrestler Ariane Carpio. She is a three times age group national champion, two times Pan American medalist, has been competing internationally for Team USA since she was 13 years old and is working hard to qualify for the 2020 Olympics. We chat about what it's like competing in such a combat sport owning your confidence, and battling and overcoming eating disorders. She is a trailblazer in wrestling and female sports. So let's dive in and please give a warm plague welcome to our guest, Ariane Carpio. Ariane, thank you so much for hopping on the Play Like a Girl podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, I'm so excited too. Okay, awesome. So something I like to do with our guests is some rapid fire questions just so we can get to know you a little better before we dive right into the interview. So are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first one is where do you currently reside? Uh, Tempe, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Okay, where did you grow up? Uh, Federal Way, Washington. Oh, wow, cool. Okay, and then what sports did you play growing up? Um, I dabbled in a little bit of soccer and gymnastics,
1: but I'm stuck. Rest. Oh, I did a little track and field too, some hurdling,
0: mm-hmm. but obviously stuck out with wrestling amazing okay what is your favorite quote
1: um probably like uh the bible verse joshua 1 9 um (laughs) right here on my wall it's be strong and courageous for the lord is with you wherever you go
0: I love that. That's amazing. Um, we just talked about having courage and how being vulnerable is courageous as well in our last podcast. So that fits right in. I love that. Okay. What is one of your superpowers? Um, I think being
1: able to like read the situation, like just kind of like social cues, probably like knowing when people are uncomfortable, kind of thing like
0: that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I'm sure that's very important for your sport as well. Um, And then final question, who is your favorite athlete?
1: Um... kind of cheesy but growing up it was always like my older brother
0: (laughs) oh I love that oh that is not cheesy that is really really cool okay well let's dive right into it I don't know if this has anything to do with this next question but how did you get into wrestling because I know we talked about before we went on this interview we kind of talked about how wrestling is more of a combative sport not really something that females get into so how did you get into wrestling
1: yeah so Um, my dad was one of those, like, dads that, like, coached every sport that his kid was in, and for some reason, like, I could tell he really loved wrestling, like, it was the one that he had passion for, but he wouldn't let me do it for some reason, but I just, like, wanted to be, like, daddy's girl, like, the apple (laughs) of his eye, and I just, like, kept just going to practice, trying to, like, wrestle on the sidelines, all this stuff, I had no idea, like, what a tough sport it was, I just wanted to be... (laughs) favorite and yeah so uh, like after like two years like I think I was like four when I first tried because like I just could like feel that vibe that he really really loved wrestling and like yeah he just loved it like you could just tell and yeah so I just like kept going to practice and eventually he was just like oh okay after he saw like it got added to the Olympics in 2004 he would like really changed his mind about women doing combat sports
0: That's amazing. So, and you were, you said four years old when you started?
1: No, that's when
0: I tried. So I started when I was six. Gotcha. Dang, that is pretty young. Well, talk about that. So you started uh, when you were about six years old and walk us through that journey from like six years old all through high school. So at six, I had
1: to wrestle. So I had to wrestle boys up until my freshman year of high school in Washington. Luckily is one of those states where it's like a sanctioned sport for women. It's um I think like there's like less than 20 states that actually have it sanctioned, but by the time I was in high school, it was like by my junior year it was already our state tournament was already 10 years old, so um it it was just a established sport by then. So uh but anyways, before that, when I was younger, I just remember for the first time like realizing that I was a girl doing a sport. Like when mm-hmm. I did soccer or gymnastics, no one really made it a big deal that I was a girl. And I just remember never really wanting to ever be like a boy. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like I, I brought my Barbies to like my tournaments. Like <laughs> it's really weird, like now that I look back at it and I remember one time cuz I had like Barbie everything and <laughs> it, I had, like, a bar- <laughs> yeah. and I had like a Barbie sports bra on and um, I remember I was like it's just crazy how I still remember this but I was like either six or seven and this um, dad said to his kid okay even though she's wearing a Barbie sports bra doesn't mean you need to go easy on her and mm-hmm. I remember like from that moment on I was just like I am <laughs> no one needs to go easy on me you know like I wanted it to be known that I was a girl and like, I still was beating the boys. Like I never was, it was always more than just a match for me. It was like, I felt like I was always fighting for something bigger from like a young age.
0: (laughs) Right. Wow. That, no kidding. That is a very young age to kind of have that. Um, identity realization, I guess, and know that, you know, there is like such a difference between what society thinks boys are supposed to do and what society thinks girls are supposed to do. So that's crazy that you got to experience that at such a young age. But I mean, what preparation for you that you wrestled with the boys all growing up, I think that was probably um, you know, like you said, it was good preparation for you because you, you were just determined to win no matter who it was, whether it was a boy or a girl, like you, it brought that competitive fire in you. So I absolutely love that. Um, and then, so talk a little bit more about your high school experience and then going into college and how like that whole recruiting process worked for you.
1: So high school, um, we had girl sanctioned, uh, like state tournament, and everything. Mm-hmm. But what was weird was like, My high school, for some reason, didn't, like, make us a girls' schedule. And I, like, it was just really weird because, like, we were very established. But for some reason, my school, like, thought it was okay to just bring the girls along and just try to find, like, scrimmage matches for us, even though there was, like, readily available so many girls' tournaments every weekend. Mm -hmm. So that was really weird, especially because of the fact that I beat a lot of the boys on the high school (laughs) team And, like, they didn't even offer me a spot to, like, challenge for the varsity spot. And they gave us, like, um just because, like, girls' dressing was already sanctioned, if that makes sense. So, anyways, they gave us, like, JV uniforms. Um They gave us, like, just pretty much, like, the short end of the stick. I kind of felt like a second-class citizen, even though wow. I was putting in a lot more extra work than a lot of the boys were. They mm-hmm. actually ended up in... <laughs> like a lawsuit so we wow. eventually um because my freshman year I was like okay so, so I asked I was like why aren't we you know getting the same uniforms as the varsity boys you know why aren't we getting this why aren't we getting that and like their first excuse was that we didn't have a full roster so like luckily I had a lot of like girlfriends growing up and I was just like hey guys just I need your help like just come on <laughs> just like what you think you'll like it I like sold it in so many different ways. I was like, if you want your legs stronger, I was like, you can do this, you'll lose weight. <laughs> like, you know, like and to everybody, I was just trying to sell it. And eventually like by my sophomore year, we had like so many girls that we had to have separate practices coming out. Wow. So that was awesome. And then we got our private funding because of that. And then like The lawsuit, like, it just ended because we kind of settled on the fact that, like, okay, everything, we were never asking for more. We were just asking for equal, and we met, you know, so that was a very crazy experience. I think it definitely took a lot of toll on me as a high schooler, but, like, I knew that it had to be done just for girls of the future, Mm -hmm. and it's just, looking back at my high school now, like, there's always girls still coming off of wrestling. There's still a girls wrestling team that exists. And, uh, yeah, so that was a
0: very, 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 um, yeah, my life. Yeah. I love that though. That just warmed my heart because I can just tell you had so much drive and determination. Like you said, it was not about more. It's just about equal. And I think that that is so powerful because you were only probably like 14, 15 at that age when you were doing that. And for you to be you know, fighting that fight at that age is just super cool and really, really inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. I think that was that's really awesome and good inspiration for our listeners. Um, and then, so talk about your college experience. How did that all work out? Um, I know you and I talked about it a little bit and I, I love this story and I wanna hear more. So talk about your college experience.
1: <laughs> so my junior year, I got uh, picked up by this club called the Sunkiss Kids which is based here in Arizona actually like um he's like this big agriculture guy he's like affiliated with the Sunkissed Orange mm-hmm. and he wrestles for ASU and he sponsors a bunch of wrestlers now so it's very awesome they're called they're the Glory family and they're just an amazing family they're just the best <laughs> but anyway, so my junior year my brother um was already he was a, had a scholarship to wrestle at ASU, so he's three years older than me, and he was already wrestling there. And they just um, hired a new coach at ASU just to elevate the program, and it was happened to be um, Zeke Jones. And just the level um, that the girls wrestling programs were at when I was looking into colleges, there was about like twenty six colleges that offered scholarships. And a lot of them were very appealing. And I definitely believe I could have achieved like what I'm still striving for at this point at those colleges. But I'm just not a rural girl. I couldn't do it. (laughs) I had to be in some type of city. Like I knew like I just would drive myself insane. I've never been able to like just do that, like have nothing to do, you you know, and I just needed to be somewhere where like. I could at least see something, you know, Mm -hmm. bright lights or something, you know, so I all in all decided to um, come to Arizona where they have a RTC, which is a regional training center. And um, yeah, so I walked on to the ASU men's team with that. And uh, I was the second girl to ever do that. And uh, so that was a very cool experience. I got to train alongside my brother and um for the second time like in our careers and it was definitely a very very humbling experience because in um high school like you know I could beat a lot of boys on the runs I could do all that but next to like d1 men Mm it's like a story like I used to be able to squat the same and like in like my experience um on the ACU men's team I used to feel so bad in the weight room when I'd get like paired up with somebody because like he would have to take all his like Plates off, and like I would just have like wine or something, and it was very humbling. Another experience where I felt like a girl, (laughs) but um, I definitely learned a lot about myself in that whole like experience. But I was paying like um, I ended up like having to become financially independent, and it was just like okay, either I work a lot and I go to school, or like I can figure things out and just wrestle, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing. And now like, I like just do caregiving every now and then whenever I need like some type of income, but for, I'm pretty good at budgeting and like during the times like, um, that I don't have a whole bunch of competitions and stuff. I'm pretty good at like just saving up the money I need to be able to just train full time. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely amazing. I think it's, so cool that you know like wrestling is it for you and you're going to make it work no matter what whether it's you know being on the boys team at ASU or whether it's you know going off on your own um, and I think that's so cool and what's it like being a professional wrestler and like is the money okay in wrestling for women and you know like you said are you able to support yourself like how what is what is it like being a professional wrestler especially as a female
1: so they give stipends to the top three wrestlers um, from USA Wrestling, so that's mm-hmm. nice. Not a lot of Olympic sports do that, and then also SunKiss um, gives a stipend as well. So it's definitely, um, definitely um, doable. Mm-hmm. But if you have that big debt, you know, like from student loans and stuff, it, that can make it hard. Um, I know a lot of girls work still. Um, but anybody make, like, to be honest, anybody working a full-time job makes more than a wrestler. Um, Mm -hmm. but there are like medal bonuses and stuff like that. So there's definitely like big things to shoot for. Like, um, if you win gold at the Olympics, like you get $250,000 and I know a lot of sports don't do that. Like offer a medal and like even at every world championship, um, I believe the gold is 50,000, silver is 25 Mm -hmm. and then bronze is 15, I believe so it's like still like something you know like mm-hmm. it's definitely like there's definitely money to be made and um I still feel like I'm on the young side of everything but I feel like this is definitely my year to like just like have a big like outbreak season like I'm so excited for the season to come up <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. I'm so excited for you, too. And talk a little bit. You mentioned um, the USA team. So how did you get onto Team USA for wrestling? Um, And I'm sure that's such a high honor and super cool. And I know, I think you told me you're a 2020 Olympic hopeful. So talk about kind of all that process and how you plan to get into the 2020 Olympics.
1: So um, when I first started wrestling for Team USA was when I was, oh, I feel like, okay, I was definitely a sophomore in high school, and I always think that's, like, 13, but that's not 13. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, 15. So that's when I first made the team, and I got to go to the Pan American Championship, and I got to do that twice. And then every ever since then, I've been going on international tours and stuff and getting invited to all those trips. Um, so that was awesome. That definitely, like, Even, like, the, I think that's what really uh, helped with the lawsuit, too, Is like, I was on Team USA. It's, like, what could they really say? Like, I don't deserve a (laughs) bargain, you know? Like, that was definitely a turning point in my life. Um, I think sometimes I take it for granted because it's been occurring for quite a bit of my life, a big Mm -hmm. portion of my life now,
0: and I always, like, forget how cool it is to represent, like, this awesome country. Mm -hmm. But, yeah that's amazing I think that's so so cool and like you said I'm, I'm sure sometimes it's you know hard to remember but I think for you like te- take a step back and realize like you have accomplished so much in your life and I think it's so aspiring um, or inspirational for our for all of our listeners, because I mean, the Olympics, like not many people get to say that they've competed um, and been in the Olympics. So that's really awesome. Um, And just talking a little bit more about this, is there, or was there ever like a plan B for you? Like, is there, or is like wrestling the end goal and you're like, you're not gonna stop for anything else? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm kind of crazy. Like I really
0: (laughs) want to be in the Olympics
1: one day so badly. Like actually at the end of last March, I got rear-ended, and I got traumatic scoliosis from that on the freeway, mm-hmm. and for some reason, like, I could barely walk, and I was just, like, I had, like, a tournament in two weeks, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go, and I definitely regret going. I don't know why I did, <laughs> but that's just, like, the crazy in me, like, I, from a young age, I pushed through, like, a lot of injuries just to compete, and now I I definitely am taking a toll for like that, <laughs> but, I've been doing a lot of rehab and everything's feeling so much better now. But yeah, I definitely think I'm crazy because I've never had a plan B. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I love that though. I think that just goes to show how much drive and determination you have. And I think that's so cool. Um, But talk about too, I did not know about your injuries. What does it take to come back from an injury? And especially not just the physical side of it, but also the mental side of it as well. I think definitely, um,
1: just keeping in mind your end goal, you know, like what you want all in all, um, just, it really is like, I don't know how to describe it. I kind of blank out a little bit, to be honest. Like, I can't really like put my finger on it because I'm just like, I got to get better. I got to get better. I got to get better. Like rehab is so repetitive and it's so like just kind of mundane sometimes Mm -hmm. that like you have to blink out of it. I'm sure you know, but like (laughs) it is very mundane and I don't really like to get in my head like that. Like Mm -hmm. I just like, you know what, I'm going to come back better because I know like when I, whenever I am like rehabbing something, I just fix, try to rehab everything at the same time. It's like Mm -hmm. while I'm here, balance out this hip or, you know, get some needling here too. But, um, so it's definitely a time where you not only like, uh, I feel like it's a really good, like me time, a lot of like just reflection and just, uh, building up your hunger again. Just like, wow, I really do want to do this because it's like, not even just injuries, but just like when life happens to like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm financially independent. That was really big. And even then, I was just, like, how am I going to get back on the mat? You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a, if am I going to wrestle again? It was just, like, how am I going to do it? And I feel like you just have to have, your like, an attitude like that with rehab, too, like, especially, like, car accident situations. Like, there's so many things you have to deal with out, like, mm-hmm. just with lawsuits, everything, and right. just the focus on the fact that, you know what, like, this is just another distraction and just simply labeling it as that. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. I love that you kind of have not, it's not an if, it's a when. So I like, it's not if I get better, it's when I get better. It's having that mentality and knowing, you know, like you said, keeping that end goal in mind and there's no if it's just when. And I absolutely love that. Um, we'll talk about too, what does it take to be a professional athlete? Cause we kind of have talked about your drive and determination, but what do you think it really takes from a young age to where you are now what do you think it takes to become a professional athlete, especially a wrestler? I think just not giving up. um,
1: Definitely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like wrestling is not the easiest sport. Like you either go into the room to kick butt or you get your butt kicked. It's like that simple. (laughs) Literally like just waking up every day. And I remember like uh, when I first moved here, um, there, there's a girl, like, who trains here who's, like, an, already an Olympian, and I remember just getting my butt kicked every single day. Not, mm-hmm. even, I, I think it took me, like, a year to get a takedown on her, and for me, like, that is insane, because, like, I wasn't used to that in high school. I only lost twice, so it was, like, I didn't know how to handle loss very well, mm-hmm. and um I think that's another thing is, like, learn, like, learning from your losses faster, mm-hmm. and now learn to just have short-term memory and just bounce back you know and just whatever like no match defines me and no um win or loss will ever define me you know um -hmm. that's another thing is like finding yourself like i one thing that helped me is like i was really really like really really religious when i first moved here and one thing that was big uh, that I learned was that I'll never be like Arian the wrestler. I'll always just be like Arian who enjoys wrestling, you know? And I never mm-hmm. wanted... Sorry, I got a call. <laughs> I never <laughs> want to take that... Um... Put it on do not disturb, sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. I should have done that earlier. Um, I... Uh... Well, actually, I just got back from China two days ago, and the coach did something really amazing um, Terry Steiner, uh, the U S women's head coach. And he said, um, cause China, I mean, everybody knows they're communists. Right. So he was mm-hmm. just like, these women are here for a way out. And he was just like, you guys need to remember that. And you guys mm-hmm. get to do this because you like to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I personally believe that there's more power in being able to do something you love, not something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, Sometimes when you're so driven and, you know, so focused on your end goal, you can, you feel like this is something I have to do, you know? And then I think every day I just remind myself that I get to do this. Like I go to practice, I get to compete. And it really just, like, I've just recently started doing that probably the last like six months. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was a part of myself. And I think that's why I feel like I'm going to have a turning point in my career because I'm finally like really grateful for the chance, not like Oh, I have to make the team this year. You know, like Mm -hmm. I have to do this or, you know, I'm going to lose my sponsorship or something like that. Something crazy. Like Mm -hmm. I always have huge like insecurities. Like, you know, people are going to look at, you know, but it's just like, you know what? I get to do what I love to do. And not many people get to do
0: that. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I am so happy. You just said that because it's funny that you, that you said that it's not, I have to do it's I get to do this and really, just that's that one word that changes, it changes everything. Cause I listen to a lot of like, you know, motivational speakers and like inspirational people. Um, those like, I don't know, there's a lot of people out there. There's like a whole group out there that, um, that are really about the mindset. Uh, and they talk about that. It's not, I have to do it's I get to do, and that just totally shifts everything. So I'm so, Happy you realize that. And I'm, I'm sure this year is going to be amazing for you just because you've made that little mind shift. So I think that's so awesome. Um, so what I want to know are the best and also the worst parts of being a professional athlete? <laughs> um, I think
1: the best part is definitely like knowing you're not doing sounds like kind of bad, but like just knowing you don't have like a normal
0: life, I guess. Yes. I... <laughs> the nine to five grind, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That, <laughs> what would you and say the... is the worst thing?
1: <laughs> um, just some days, if literally you wake up and you feel like you got hit by a truck,
0: <laughs> I'm sure, especially I... with wrestling, I can only imagine what you know how you feel and how your body feels after matches and just the recovery i'm sure is insane (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) so and then also i want to dive into because something we talked about um before the interview you mentioned overcoming eating disorders so can you talk to us about your personal experience with that Um, anything you're willing to share
1: yeah of course um when i was like younger i think i Probably the first time I started struggling with eating disorders was when I was before high school, so, like, 14 years old, maybe before that, and I realized, um, I thought it was crazy, like, for girls to do it for image, for this, I felt like I was always doing it for weight control, because I have to make a weight, you know, and I kind of mm-hmm. use that ask of, like, real problem like the actual issue I didn't realize that I couldn't stop until I actually tried to stop and uh for me like I definitely deceived myself and I told myself like it wasn't an image thing but ultimately it was maybe not in a way of looks but definitely in a way of like control and like looking disciplined when I wasn't like a lot of coaches you know like yell at their athletes for not being able to make weight. <laughs> No, I just didn't want fingers pointed at me at any way. Like I wanted to be the one winning matches. I wanted to be the one that the coach never had to worry about making weight, you know, just having good grades, you know, just like nothing. I just wanted to be blameless all in all, which ultimately does have to do with image. And it's like a lot of girls um, might do it for like the actual looks. And I used to look down upon that, but I realized we all struggle with the same thing because ultimately it definitely has to do with image. Like, um, gymnasts, like, I used to be, like, so confused. I was, like, why would a gymnast ever have an eating disorder? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to weigh a certain amount, but I realized, like, it's all the same thing, mm-hmm. and um I remember, like, this one memory that always comes to mind is uh, at one of these, like, very prestigious wrestling camps that we had, the first time I came, like, open about it um was when a whole bunch of us wanted to, like, have a cheat day. We were all, like, preparing for big age group championships and um like international ones that summer and we all just wanted to have a cheat day like we were out at a place so I'm not gonna name like it's very prestigious <laughs> they had all the food available for to do everything right you know we could have made time to do extra cardio you know whatever like it totally was doable for us to do it the right way but it's kind of like wanting to get the best of both worlds kind of thing like knowing you can have that like I don't know. So anyways, we like all went to eat Chinese food, got like deep fried everything. And a bunch of us went to the bathroom after. We're all just laughing, like throwing up. And looking back at that now, it's really sad for me because I know some of the girls still struggle with that mm-hmm. to this day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're actually very um, accomplished wrestlers too. And um, so I definitely, like they're definitely in my heart and I hope, you know, that even they listen to this and know mm-hmm. like, that they can overcome it too. And hopefully they realize it's bad because back then I definitely didn't think it was bad. Like we thought it was funny and a whole bunch of girls actually would pop like laxatives, like abuse those. And for us, like we think like we're just trying to beat the skill. We're just trying to do this, but really ultimately we're destroying our bodies. And Mm -hmm. what I had to come into conclusion with was that science is like proven Mm -hmm. the little voice in my head. That's telling me like, that I won't make weight or that, you know, I'm not disciplined or I need to throw up or I can't eat that whole day or something like that is not proven. That's not mm-hmm. correct. Um, and just by no means am I saying like anybody who is brave enough, you know, to seek professional help do that. Mm-hmm. I was not. And I had to figure it out a different way um to overcome it. So just advice for any girls like struggling with that is to just face it. Um, if you are not eating if you're throwing up, you know, if you're using any form of bulimia, which is laxatives too, um, or just even binge eating, like, weekends where you don't have to make weight and just eating a whole bunch of food for no reason, like, that Mm -hmm. all the same category, Um, even, like, sport, like, non-related to sports or whatever sport you do, and you're doing any of those, um, there's just no excuse or way to go about it It's an eating disorder, and you have to Mm -hmm. face that. And uh, what I luckily did was I just told somebody in my church, and she just was my accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And I just definitely hope that um, girls are just willing to find somebody that they trust and just tell them, I have a problem, Um, I need help, you know, and just I need you to hold me accountable for this. And it could just be simply like them asking you, you know, how did it go this week? You know, like, did Mm -hmm. you have any? About it you know or just even hitting up your accountability par- partner and telling them hey I just had this thought and I needed to tell you I needed to call you and let you know like I almost like threw up because of this or I didn't eat all day you know mm-hmm. just something like that just being honest and vulnerable and then just knowing like just doing research on nutrition yourself because I personally didn't have um, the only nutrition like, advice I ever got was from, like, the nutrition meetings at, like, Team USA camps, which mm-hmm. definitely, but um, just even doing, like, your own research online, and just, once you find out how to eat correctly, you can actually eat more, you know, and um, mm-hmm. you're <laughs> during your practice, and what I figured out is the more I eat, the more energy I have to cut weight, so it was just, like, <laughs> weird how it worked, but mm-hmm. that's just trusting science over that voice in your head that's telling you, like, you need to control your weight in some other way or whatever, you know, like you're going to be fine Mm -hmm. and um, you can totally do it. Like anybody can overcome this if I can do it for sure, because it took me like a whole, uh, I want to say like a year of me fully, like just admitting, you know, it being honest all the time. I remember Mm -hmm. like one time my friend bought me a meal and I, like, threw it up. And I was like, you know what? Just for my own sake, like, I need to tell her mm-hmm. that I threw it up. Because, and just apologize. Because, like, for me, like, it was just such a big secret in my life. And um, I was just trying to look so disciplined. Like, I had everything under control, you know, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff. And I know for a lot of girls, like, it's a huge secret. And it, mm-hmm. it's something thing that is just aching. Like, it might not feel like... You might feel like you can quit at any time, but I used to feel that too. And when I tried, it took me a year and it's mm-hmm. been like three years now since I've done any type of weird way to lose weight or anything, but it definitely, I feel so much more free. My muscles, my muscles look way more defined now. Mm-hmm. Like I've never felt better and just more energized. And I just wish like that the girls can like feel like this euphoria, like of mm-hmm. the control now versus the control like I thought I used to
0: have right yeah and I'm so happy well thank you for sharing that story I think that's going to be super impactful for our listeners and I love that you just brought that up about the control because I think it's one about the image and you know like self-esteem and like body image dysmorphia but it's also the control aspect of it because if it's easy to be able to feel like you can control food um but like you said it's really one realizing that you have to admit that you need help and it's okay it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to you know seek help and i love that you said um you know if if you you should try and go seek professional help but if you can't definitely go and just find someone that you trust i think it's amazing having a friend that you can confide in, and really, like you said, feel like it's not a secret anymore. Because that feeling, once you tell someone, is so freeing. Um, and then also too, with the, with the research and just like doing your own research and figuring out what works. Because food is your friend. Like food, like you said, food can properly fuel you. And like you said, there's so many good nut- nutrient-dense foods out there that can totally help you in whatever it is you're trying to accomplish like you said if it's making weight or whether it's gaining weight or losing weight like there are foods out there and you can do it the right way but i i think it's hard especially today there's so many fad diets like we hear all these different diets that are like coming onto the rise but it's really figuring out like okay but what like food is your friend and food can help you. So just really, I think being an intuitive eater and, um, yeah, really just figuring out what works for you. Cause there's also foods that may work for your body and may not, um, you know, digesting wise. So I I love that. And I think too, maybe seeking out a nutritionist. Um, I mean, not always do girls have the opportunity to do that, but, um, if you don't, like you said, do your research because like food is your friend. So, um, thank you for sharing that. That was amazing
1: yeah of course i hope it helps
0: somebody or like more than one person
1: hopefully that'd be amazing just to even help one person
0: i'm sure it will 100 so um do you we talked about this as well a little bit before the interview but do you face any criticism for being a female competing in a very com like combative sport like wrestling
1: definitely like
0: the minute
1: <laughs> i tell somebody that i wrestle their whole face changes every time, like, it doesn't matter, like, anything, like, I don't know, but one thing that, like, got me confidence, I think, is in eighth grade, I actually broke a guy's shoulder, and then the next year, he asked me to homecoming, so, <laughs> what? I, <that's laughs> oh my gosh, your, like, feminine essence, you know, definitely, um, has nothing to do with, like, your sport, you know, like, mm-hmm. I never, I definitely tried to act like a boy at one time in my life but I just hated it you know (laughs) and um but yeah like I get so much criticism all the time um it's just like from looks to little smart comments to like oh I'm scared like I don't know I just Mm -hmm. I know how to handle it now and I'm just like okay whatever like I don't want to be with somebody who I can beat in wrestling anyways you know like um just I get a lot definitely a lot and I don't know like what specifically like, um, you want me to touch on, but definitely a lot of criticism.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure I like that you said too, like you can be, and I think it's, it's the same thing with a lot of sports for women, but like you can be feminine and you can also be strong and like a badass in your sport because we as humans are multidimensional people. You know, we're not just, you can't put us in just one box. So I, I love that that you like rock it and own it. And I think you can definitely tell and you touched on confidence. So how do you gain confidence? Do you think like, what is it for you um, that you, I guess as well as like with the eating disorders and with being a wrestler, like what do you do in order to gain and I guess, maintain confidence?
1: Um, I think journaling a lot. Like I can definitely get anxious and in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. and I just have to take a moment and just breathe. There was a a scripture in Philippians three and it talks about like just focusing on what is true. What is noble? What is pure? What is this? And I am like, Okay, any thought that's, like, not true, get it out of mm-hmm. my mind. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to win. Like, has the match happened yet? Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like just simple stuff like that. That's how I definitely gain my confidence is about thinking, like, just positive thoughts. Like, wiping out doubts and um, just even surrounding myself with um, positive people, too. I think mm-hmm. that helps my confidence because at the end of the day, there are people – who are just going to destroy your confidence. And Mm -hmm. it can be from coaches, to teammates, to friends, you know, Mm -hmm. to family. And uh, just keeping an arm's length from those people and just admitting it, it's definitely very sobering to have to admit that, you know, there's a toxic person in your life. Mm -hmm. But I that was a big thing for me as I definitely thought like, you know what, my love can change anybody's heart kind of thing. And it's just not true, like it won't, never be good enough to like help somebody, you know, like Mm -hmm. if somebody and, um, definitely just surrounding yourself with good people, definitely like Megan, (laughs) Mm -hmm. who um, podcast, um, just people like that, you know, that are like-minded driven, not lazy. And just, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think like looking, I like to watch victory moments of other people's Mm -hmm. sports, you know, stuff like not related to my sport, that definitely like gives me like the confidence in the fact that I'm not wasting my life away. You know, it's Mm -hmm. going to be worth it.
0: I love that. I love that you journal. I think journaling is, is very, um, I don't know. It's just a very freeing thing. And you realize a lot when you get out your emotions. Like I know that when I journal, sometimes I'll write things and I'm like, I didn't even realize that I was like really thinking that. So I think it's, um yeah i think it's you know i feel like journaling such a not an old school thing but like i definitely didn't do it in high school or college but i would highly recommend you know for our listeners to try and journal because you'll realize things about yourself that you never really actually like consciously thought so it's definitely very helpful and then like you said too, you know about self-doubt i think that Sometimes when we're not confident, it's because we have a fear of things that haven't even happened. Like you said, you know, not winning a match. Well, guess what? The match hasn't happened yet, so how do you know? So I think just knowing that your fears are coming from doubt and that you don't know until it happens. And so just... Putting that fear aside until you know the event actually happens, and just knowing that you got to think positively until that moment comes. So, and like you said, the finding your circle is so so important. Um, especially, I know it's hard because you know coaches and teammates and friends, like you know family, they're all so close to you, but it is so much better life when you're able to get rid of those toxic people in your life and when you're able to just you know move forward and and be in a group of people that really just like level you up and really just like try to to um push you up so i absolutely love that um well arian do you have any final thoughts for our listeners before we before we end (laughs) no i don't but thank you so much
1: i definitely enjoyed this and i just I wanna spread love and positive thoughts to everybody
0: and I hope
1: um, that this helped somebody.
0: I definitely think it will. And I, oh my gosh, I loved this conversation with you. Before we go, final question. What does playing like a girl mean to you? To me, it just means,
1: (laughs) I think being able to do what men do, but looking better. <laughs>
0: <While they're- laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Oh my gosh, Arian. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We sincerely appreciate it. And um, good luck for next year and good luck for getting into the 2020 Olympics. <laughs> thank you. Have a good one. Oh my gosh, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. I love that we touched on a few very important topics um, just for females in general, as far as confidence and eating disorders and just really going for what your heart desires and not letting anything stop you. And like Arian, she doesn't have a plan B. Wrestling is going to be her end goal. It's what she wants to do. And I absolutely think that she had a lot of inspirational uh, pieces of advice for you guys. So if you love this episode, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. If you have just a few minutes to leave an honest review on iTunes, we would appreciate it more than you know. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at playlikeagirlmp. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at Play Like a Girl MP so we know you're listening alongside us. And we may even repost it. Thank you so much for listening to episode 19 of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl! in the